0: Hey K-pop guest listeners, I hope you're enjoying the holidays. This is a quick recording from a recent Twitter Spaces conversation we had on that editorial cliche of 2022 predictions in K-pop. We'll be back again with our year-end episode, I think, next week. So until then, enjoy this Twitter Spaces conversation. Welcome everyone to the K-pop chat, um, our weekly conversation series where we talk about soft and hard-hitting stuff in K-pop. This week, it's one of my favorite topics, the editorial cliches of... Uh, What do you predict you'll see for your industry or be a vertical for the next year? So for us, it's K-pop and we get to, you know, make, have our own uh, conjecture, you know, our own fun predictions and they don't have to be right. This is just, you know, one of those K-pop activities that goes along with like, you know, picking your favorite bias. Like it ultimately doesn't matter, but it's just a fun way to engage with, you know, the K-pop scene and the content. So uh, to joining us in this conversation we've got a awesome set of speakers so i'm going to call on each of you um as you appear on my screen which means uh alexis you're up first so if you'd like to introduce yourself and um we're excited to talk about this topic
1: hi everyone my name is alexis i'm the music editor at remezcla um i think i'm excited to talk about this topic specifically because um Maybe I'm alone in this boat, but I just feel like 2021 was a bit underwhelming. So I'm hoping that the next is
0: better. Yeah. It'll be the next level. Okay, up next, we've got uh, Sarah. Sarah, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
2: Hey, everyone. Uh, My name is Sarah Raleigh. I am a uh, writer and academic. And really excited about 2022 because a lot of new groups are coming. So I'm excited about this
0: topic and to talk about it. Yes, lots of new groups. And up next we've got Emily.
3: Hey friends, my name is Emily. I'm the executive producer and co-host of the New York City K-pop Queens weekly podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. Um, It's been a wild year in K-pop and I think... It's hard to predict what's going to happen next year, just like it's hard to predict what's going to happen in our crazy world these days. But this will be a fun conversation. Thank you for including me and happy holidays to everyone on the panel, everyone who's listening. Um, it's Christmas week. So happy holidays to everyone.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. And I, I pinned Syed's comment up at the top of the chat that uh, Lee Thickum Sr. or... Hazel, yes, <laughs> um, is here in the chat. So this is going to be fun. So welcome, Hazel.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Lee Thickems, Hazel, whatever I am. I was tricked into this K-pop uh, thing by Taming and I'm broke. And I am also a co-host of the uh, At The Shiny Print, a Black Shower Wall podcast. I'm sometimes on the the um the nct podcast a black nc in citizens podcast as well and i am excited to be here and i am a testament that just be crazy and people will let you in thank you
0: <laughs> yes indeed that no I, I think there's something to be said of just being speaking unfiltered so so welcome hazlon um i hope we can set that expectation you know and, and welcome this uh for for all of our speakers um so uh Someone who we haven't heard from in a while is that uh, Mars from One Hundred Six in Seoul? S L S for this kitty. Um, hi everybody. It's me, Mars from One Hundred Six. How y'all doing? Well, better now that you're here. So, oh, thank. God. I'm glad we are able to get you for this end of the year uh, conversation. Okay, um, up next we've got. Um, not your average citizens. I'm presuming that's Nat from Not Your Average Citizens.
2: It's generally gonna always be Nat. Uh, hi, <laughs> happy holidays to all who celebrate, and happy Monday to the rest. Um, yeah, I'm Nat from Not Your Average Citizens and Soldier Chronicles, and I am very excited for 2022. I know Omarion is looking us dead in the eye, and it's telling us, you know, no, but. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some big comebacks next year, so I'm just very excited for that.
0: Yes, and last but not least, he's been patiently waiting in the wings, waiting for me to introduce him. It's our uh, favorite uh, community manager manager from Genius Korea at Syed.
5: Oh my god, I didn't even know that I was a speaker today. Hello everyone. My name is Saed. I'm a I'm the head moderator for Genius Korea. And I'm always excited about debuts each year. So I'm like really looking forward to what all debuts are gonna happen in 2022. So and I'm really excited to hear everyone's crazy predictions, especially Hazel's. So
0: okay. Yeah, the crazier the better. No, seriously. Like we we don't have to be right. You know, I think this is just, you know, where we kinda, you know shoot the shits, like, you know, we we, kind of, you know, be armchair couch professionals, and it's our chance to really just be that. Um, Okay, so uh, let's kick it off with our first question. Oh, by the way, usual rules apply, speakers, so if you've got something to say, you can just, you know, raise your hand, Using that raising hand emoji, a reaction that lets lets me know that you've got something to say, We'll we'll queue you up in in speaking order. Um, Okay, so for our first question, um, did you all make any predictions for twenty? uh, oops, I, I'm realizing I, I sent you something a typo, but I meant to say, did you all make any predictions in 2021? Uh, what were they and how close or off were they? Um, so any predictions for this past year, what were they? Yeah, go ahead, Hazel, then Emily, then Mars. I made a wild
4: prediction because I had a feeling, and it was. I think Shiny's coming back, and so far I am one for one for 2021. So I was so happy about that; that came true. Everything else just surprised me, but I was sure Shiny was coming back, and I felt reassured at the Esmond Town concert when they had that big teaser. So that was my prediction. That was my only prediction.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Emily. Then uh, Mars
3: um i predicted stray kids would have a massive 2021 i thought they were the most exciting group of 2020 so i knew they were going to do great things they did they had a huge year i'm proud of that one uh in hyphen i thought their debut was so strong they were obviously going to kill it and they have the one that i was wrong on is ace i said ace would have a breakout year they didn't quite get there commercially i like what they put out um but that didn't really happen the way that I was hoping.
6: Um, unfortunately, only half of my prediction was true. Because it is 2021, you would think anyone would be coming out this year, but no, nothing, nothing at all. But we did get to you. Uh, and also, hi, Hazel. Um, I've not talked to you in like two days, so what's good?
0: And Alexis, I think maybe you're going to say something there.
1: Yeah, I mean, my prediction was the same as Mars, that I really thought that, you know, 2021 would bring 21. And no, we were all made to be look like fools. And I mean, at least CL came back. I did not predict that. I low-key gave up on her. So that was nice.
0: Oh, I liked your album. I mean let's go over that. Okay, so <laughs> excuse me. So I just want to read off a few tweets here from the audience. So uh John Yu um tweets Indian Yuga group live performances seen were hardest hit by social distancing regulations due to two years of festival cancellations, more corporate events, weddings, etc It was picking back up for a couple of months, but they're shut down again as a Monday, yes, with the latest uh, Omicron. All right, yeah, go ahead, Nat.
2: Um, so I also failed and flapped with 21 because I assumed that they would also come back. And, um, I had also kind of given up on CL, but she very much surprised me with alpha. So I'm very happy to be wrong about that. I predicted that GOT7 would find their individual colors. And I think that they did that smashingly well this year. So I'm going to take that win and use it.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Mars. I have a pity on that because,
6: um, like 21, I also thought um, in 2009 their rival group, SNSD, would also be coming back. But no, all we get is OGG for um, SN Fall, whatever the hell this album is called, which I'm happy about. You know, that's great. We'd love to see the girls together, even with Jessica, even though, you know, we didn't really talk to her,
5: but you know. Never happen. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. Um, After their comeback with To Be or Not To Be for Oneness, I predicted that they're going to have a massive year this in 2021. And I mean, they released three albums and Black Mirror was like everybody's beloved choreography. And then Luna and they finally got their first win and I'm so happy for them. So... And I'm hoping for like amazing things for them in the, in the next year as well.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, for all of you who predicted that 21 would come back in the year of 2021, um, there's still a couple days left. I mean, I, I'd be willing to give it to them if they just did like a voice zoom Skype call or something. And they just say like, hi everyone. We're 21. What's up? We're 21. Uh, you know, these are things we look forward to. And I, I would count that as a comeback or whatever. Um, okay, uh, really quick, let me just read off a few tweets from the audience again. You can tweet along your thoughts or reflections using the hashtag K-pop chat. Oh, by the way, you can also reply to each other. So you, you can have a concurrent conversation with all the members in the audience. Uh, you don't have to engage uh, directly with the speakers on stage. So uh, Lauren McRae also tweets that one prediction that uh, she has is that there are more groups doing English songs. Yes, I think we can get behind that. Um, uh, Mariana uh, Burley tweets, um, uh, predictions for 20, 2022 at 2 AM. What a great time to be alive for a K-pop enthusiast. enthusiast. Um, and then John also further tweeted that a lot of trainees have dropped out completely out of programs and a lot smaller agencies have shut down. Um, probably best not to expect as many mid-tier debuts or comebacks for the foreseeable future. Big agencies will likely consolidate the market. Yep. I think hype is coming for everyone. And, uh, Pink Fong or CJNM. Okay. So next question. Um, were there any trends or game changing events from twenty twenty-one that you think will set the stage for uh, 2022? Like, were there any trends or um, I don't know, even scandals or something that just, you know, changed the game uh, for, for this coming year? Yeah. So let's go Emily, Nat, then Mars.
3: Okay. Um, Online concerts, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to get more of those. Um, that's not going anywhere. And new ways for groups to kind of engage their fans virtually as opposed to in person. I think the avatar technology incorporated into performances with Aespa, what SM did at the Mamas, I think we're going to see more of that. Fourth generation is going to continue to make massive strides. I know some some people don't love it. I'm here for it. These groups are amazing. They're taking over in 2022. And like someone already mentioned, um, I think it was Lauren, English songs. We're going to get so much English content and so much um, content here in North America and the U.S. It'll be an interesting time for K-pop.
2: Uh, So I agree. And I also think we're going to get more families in K-pop, like open families where idols are going to be announcing marriages and pregnancies. And it's going to be or it's going to feel a little bit more normal, which it should personally and online concerts for sure. And we're going to definitely continue to see a lot of fourth gen, specifically girl groups, because those are the ones that really cater to me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sort of like shine and break through next year. Cause I think girl groups, especially fourth gen girl groups had a massive year this year and um, like Ivy and um, Espa, of course, Stacey, um, Everglow. So I think we're going to continue to see that. And lastly, I think we're going to start to see a lot more um, second gen on the cusp of third gen groups doing comebacks, hopefully infinite. Uh, but yeah, I'm, we saw uh, this year was two a.m., two p.m., and Tiara, and um, I'm hoping that we see more of that next year.
6: Oh, I'm praying for you, Nat. Um, the infinite one. Um, uh, I would like to hear better English songs. Um, I did enjoy "Star" by Luna and "Butter" by BTS, but I would like to hear better, be- um, <laughs> better English songs and. Uh, Um, I did, I did predict that Twice was going to go on tour next year. So I'm really looking forward to going to their concert in February. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, I look forward to more, um, SM artists and Kwanya. We need more of that.
0: Yes, Kwanya. Okay. Uh, Alexis, Sayed, and Sarah.
1: I agree with Nat that I think that, um, that's something that we saw more this year and we're and we'll probably see more of next year is like this second and third gen artists um announcing their families um it would be you know nice if women got to do that too and not just like the guys so that would be pretty cool for them and also i think that looking at you know like the numbers of who's the top artists that are streamed around the world. And, you know, like number one was Bad Bunny and BTS was number three. I think that just, um, I mean, we had already seen that, right? Like more more K-pop artists collaborating with Latin artists. But I think that now that it's like, you know, kind of undeniable, I think that because K-pop is very numbers driven, we will start seeing like, a more um, pointedly um, shift, like towards maybe looking for, like the top streamed artists in the Latin field.
5: Yeah, I think I, I, uh, not actually stole my point. Um, I was gonna say that. Yeah, more and more idols are gonna announce. Uh, their families, and we're going to get more kids in K-pop. And I also think like we're going to see a lot more groups hitting the one million selling mark. Uh, We saw a lot in 2020 and 2021. Um, I feel like uh, TWICE is next in the million seller uh, bracket. Uh, I feel like TWICE is going to enter that very soon. Um, I also think a lot of like smaller groups are going to get like uh, number one hits. We saw very, very had like three number ones on the billboard charts this year. Um, I feel like a lot more groups are going to be able to do that.
0: Go ahead, Sarah. Sarah, okay, I, I don't know if maybe you disconnected or something.
6: Sarah
0: Okay, well, maybe while, while Sarah logs back in or, or whatever is fixed technically, let me read some tweets from the audience. So um, Marina tweets, I think we're going to have more remakes of old K-pop songs. Yes, I, I would plus one that. Um, as well as remasters maybe even revisionist history for those remasters <laughs> okay sorry i'm not trying to get myself in trouble i promise and then uh, next tweet comes from uh carissa lopez who tweets uh one prediction i have for 2022 is that more solo class will happen in the new year yep good prediction um lauren also tweets that um that she'll see more experimental tracks being released we've seen next level and sticker be released so i'm expecting songs with interesting mixes and sounds yeah I can also get behind that. One of the trends that we noticed this past year is that there's a lot of, I I know you kids like to throw around the term noise music, but I, I think of, um, you know, like sticker as like almost noise music in terms of, uh, like a lot of like intentionally dissonant sounds coming together that you don't like on first listen. And then it really hits you and you just fall heads over heels for it. Um, Okay, it looks like Sarah got booted off. I'm not sure what's what's happening there, Sarah. Um, go ahead and request a come speaker, Sarah. We can get you uh, back up on stage. Um, Hazel, were you were trying to say something? Um, if not, I'll just hand it over to Mars.
4: Yes, I was. I have something to say about the noise music. Listen, music makes sound. That is noise. So all the music that you listen to is, guess what? <sighs> noise music. So if y'all have a problem with music being of a higher level of noise, then don't listen to music at all. Um, no. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, listen. Um, I definitely agree, you know, the noise music, noise music is here to stay. That's the hype music. That's what keeps, if the music is not from Home Depot or Lowe's, I don't want it. I'm serious. Like it it the it gets you hyped. like when kick it came out and everyone was on their new thing stuff and it was like going through a freaking metro train. I was like, this is what I want right here. It just keeps the party going. That's that's the kind of music that we like. And noise music is not new to K pop and it will continue in The future. I mean, that's that's what it was built on. I mean, we could talk about the whole era of 2009 to like 2012, where everybody was into the techno, and it was just it was just noise music galore. So, noise music is nothing new. It's it's here to stay. And also, I want to add that retro is not going anywhere. I feel like the retro uh, era is. eh, I guess it would have started in. Well, it started, like, Shiny did it in 2016, and then Wonder Girls did it years before that. But I think the retro is is going to enter into 2022. Will it stay long? I don't think. But I think the way trends are going, we will get more um, retro-sounding songs. And there was something else I was just thinking about. And I agree with everyone else. We're going to get more people uh, being open about relationships. Because where it's a lot of the older groups are darn near 40 and they should find love you we 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 love the love songs and all this stuff but why are they singing love songs that they can't experience real love so just let it happen people we're, we're all adults here so i think that's going to happen and more babies to come and i wish them well
0: yeah i guess if i had to be like really finger wavy like I don't know. And, the, you know, English is like by definition, like if more people use it, that becomes the definition. Like, you know, I'm always irritated by less than versus fewer. Um, but like when I, I think when a lot of kids refer to noise, I think what they really mean are bangers. In my, in my humble opinion, which you can say I'm wrong, which I accept. Um, Sarah, is the mic working for you now? Sir Raleigh? Hmm. Okay. Something's weird going on with with Twitter Spaces. I think a lot of people get added and then get kicked for some reason. I have no idea what's going on. Joip is crashing the room again. Okay. And then also I try adding Mars, but it says connecting. and It's been saying connecting indefinitely. So I I don't know what's going on there. Um, Okay. Any quick reactions from any of the other speakers who didn't get a chance to weigh in yet? No, okay. I'll keep keep moving us along. So it's time for the, the question that we've already been kind of talking about. So we we talked about trends and events that maybe set the stage for twenty twenty two predictions. Um, so what are your 22, 2022 predictions, and why? Like, what let let's hear your your, your best faith. You know, uh, the the prediction you feel the most confident will will actually happen next year. So let's go, Alexis, Nat, then Emily.
1: I don't know about confident, but I'm confident in that I want this to happen. And I tweeted a few days ago and it was that I really want um, Arca to produce a K-pop song. And I feel like the group that would suit her the best would be Espa just because maybe not sound wise, but aesthetically like they are, you know, like doing the hyper pop thing. So I think that, you know, that would add to the noise discord and to the what the fuck is that song discourse. And I just can't wait for that to happen.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Nat.
2: I think this is probably going to be shocking if you know me, but I actually do think we're going to get an SNSD reunion next year with all eight members. I don't know how I feel this way, but I don't know. I just feel like they've slowly been regrouping, slowly sort of getting together. Now OGG are performing together. I think it's time Girls' Generation came back. Uh, I also think that Twice may lose a member next year um, if they haven't already resigned secretly and we don't know. And I think that we'll get a Got Seven come back before JB and Liz. I think we will either get a Big Bang or a GD solo album slash comeback. Um, We might, we could get both, but I feel like that is just me being too hopeful. So (laughs) I will pick one of those. I'll be happy with one of those. Uh, I will also get a Blackpink comeback because they have not had a comeback this year. And if they don't want to be termed as influencers, they need to make some music. So I think that's also something we're going to see. I think I don't think we're gonna see a lot of new groups next year. I think that the financial toll of the panorama has affected a lot of like smaller companies. I think that the big companies will probably debut and we might get other companies and sorry other groups here or there, but I don't think it's financially possible for a lot of these smaller companies with like the lack of touring and fan signs and the thing, the ways that they make money for them to debut groups. So we might actually see a lot of disbandments as well next year. We did see a lot. I think Sarah, um, I can't remember her last name, but the um, young Ajuma, I think she, she has a YouTube videos of all the disbanded groups. And there's so many, many that you've probably never even heard of. So I think that we're definitely going to see a lot of disbandments. We're going to see a lot of reality groups, from, you know, high bee and SME and these English things that they're trying to do. I think we're definitely gonna see that. And we're definitely gonna see cancellations for concerts. Cause Omarion's not playing and then who knows, six months down the line there's gonna be a new variant. So yeah.
3: I love that you call it Amarian. <laughs> that's what I, I actually, I call it.
2: I actually <laughs> don't, don't even remember the real name of it. <laughs>
3: that's what I call it too. I think it's name is <laughs> Amarian. We get it. That,
2: He's I, fine. I, he likes it. So I, I, I picture will... him. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, I agree with everything you just said. Like so many good points. Uh, Okay. I think we're going to see... BTS do more solo stuff and differentiate themselves from one another a lot more than we've seen before. Um, it's kind of the Western effect, right? And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. HYBE is doing this whole multimedia push with their webtoon and storyline around BTS, T T, and hyphen. I think we're going to see that from a lot of the big labels. Um, it, it'll be kind of an interesting... It's not new. We've seen storylines before, but this is a different way to incorporate a lot of multimedia stuff. I'm predicting a girl group's going to debut that looks a little bit different, a more androgynous girl group, a girl group that's not all pretty girls with long hair, super skinny. I think it's time for a more androgynous girl group. We see it with the male groups. It's time, and I think the demand's there. I think the support's there, and that's a prediction I have for 2022. Hopefully, I'm right. Uh, Stray kids are going to take over the world. I'm saying it right now. (laughs) I'm always on my stray kids' agenda. Y'all know me, but I think they're going to have another strong uh, year. 2022 is going to be a huge year, like people on the panel have mentioned, for fourth generation. These girl groups are killing it but you can't count T by T out. They're really friendly to an international market. They killed it this year. So I'm expecting um, the hype groups to continue their success. 17 has had a great push in the fourth quarter. They're going to cross over more and more and more and more. And they're already huge. I'm most interested in concerts. I'm really interested to see how all of these tours are going to play out in January and February. I hope we get in person tours, but I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure what you guys think.
0: Well, I think we Mars keeps flooding in and out. I don't know if Twitter Spaces or JYP is crashing again. So, um, say, so yeah, yeah, go ahead and, and share your predictions. Um, I think that P1 Harmony is going to have a
5: massive year in 2022. They have been doing so much work in new york city and promoting and they have already announced a comeback um i just feel like it's this comeback is not going to be that big but the next one that's going to happen is going to like literally push them over the edge um of superstardom i think their personalities are super relatable they are very like close with their fans and all of that so I think B1 Harmony is going to be, like, the 80s of 2022, of like, coming from a very small agency and becoming super big. Um, I also think, like, this is not really K-pop, but I think, like, Netflix and Disney Plus is going to take over the K-drama land. And sort of, you know, we have already seen, like, lots of dramas getting cancelled because of controversies and stuff. And Disney Plus is just going to take over and like not give any, uh, not give a crap about what the Korean domestic uh, audience is thinking and, um, just put it out for the international fans. Um, we're going to see a lot more of like k idols, like maybe, um, attending like fashion shows. I mean, hopefully those still happen. We know like lots of things are getting canceled, but, um, I'm here to see a lot, a lot more of like, that maybe key from shiny should like be on the new york uh, in the new york fashion week that would be amazing
0: okay let's go i think that's mars at the shiny print maybe yes and then we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. go dj john and I'll, I'll read um some comments that sarah wasn't able to enter into the chat so go ahead mars oh
6: my god like Twitter had me fighting for my life to get back into this shot. Like, I had to leave 106, which I guess has bad karma because we've said so much shit about so people. um people. But um, my predictions for 2022 is I would like to see Luna come back, but at this time, um, oh, how did I say this? Okay, I've been a Luna fan since pre-debut, and I would love to see a better title track than Paint the Town. Now, uh, Paint the Town was cute for what it was, the video was cuter, um, but I would like to see more from them. I would just like, in general, to like s- see more from 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 girl groups in the coming year. Like, I know they're going to be new they, like, new groups debut. They debut like almost every day. It's getting kind of tiring. Um, and I like to see older, like older, older. Like I would like to see Um Jung come back. I would like to see. Um, a new bow will come back. I would like to see um, Lee Hyori come back. I want to see all the legends just partake in this in this system. Like I would love to see it. Um, also, I would love to see what Shiny could possibly do with like three members they have currently. Maybe you know, as we said on the Shiny part, we've not released the episode yet, but we said possibly maybe like a sub unit. That'd be kind of cute. So
0: yeah. And also, shout out to Sticker. Yes, great. Great predictions, everyone, so far. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I didn't get a chance to introduce him earlier, but it's um, our favorite K-pop DJ. Um, DJ John, are you going to make another year end mix this year?
7: Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, um, I, I haven't even started it, and the last one took me about a month to make, so I got my work cut out for me. Um, But yeah, I'm planning to do so. Um, Can I say something about a prediction? Yeah, yeah. Go for it, dude. So what I've been noticing in um, American record labels is since some of them have, you know, signed. you you probably know Monster X is signed to, I think it's Epic, um, and Twice is signed to Republic, um, Blackpink obviously signed to... um, you know, Interscope, and there are other groups as well. tri is also signed to um, Republic. I think um, from what I know, some people have been moving up that are kind of in charge of the K-pop division, and they're actually getting real jobs now. Um, And I think that's based on the success of BTS, obviously. Um, The fact that Twice's concerts sold so quickly um, might kind of ring a bell with uh, Republic. And I think either this coming year or the following year, things will really be in place for K-pop to invade America. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm very hopeful for it.
0: Yeah. You know, let me read, um, actually, before I forget, let me read uh, Sarah Raleigh's uh, comments because she wasn't able to weigh in the discussion because JYP was crashing uh, Twitter spaces for her. So uh, she wanted to say that uh, she expects more lore um, in the K-pop cinematic universe. And I'm, you can't see it, but I'm like waving my hand like it's this like, sing- thing in the sky. So it's like more more of the cinematic universe. Um, she also adds that um, HYBE and SM are doing it and I love it. I think uh, I just wave at everything they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're having a real breakout year for sure. Um, okay. Okay. So let me read just a couple more tweets from the audience here, and then maybe we can invite some uh, members from the audience up on stage. So if you want to come on up <clears throat> to the stage and and uh, share some of your predictions or your thoughts on the conversation, we can do that. But actually, let's Mars has their hand raised. So let's go Mars and then uh, Hazel first. So go ahead, Mars. I
6: have, I have something really important to say. Um, so please hear me out, everybody. Like I love all of you. Clearly, I love you, you know, the most, hateful because you're like one of my besties. Uh, so this is this is for everybody here in the chat. <laughs> and you are all are welcome. Stream sticker for NCT127.
2: I will say that Peter mentioned earlier that it's something that you had to listen to more than once. I love Sticker the minute I heard it. Like, Same. there's nothing yes. there's nothing like missing or flawed about Sticker. It is absolute perfection in the weirdest, craziest way possible. And I hope we see more of that.
4: I don't want to get canceled. I'm sad-eyed Sticker. Anyway, um... <laughs> I um I think I think it was Emily that said something about an androgynous girl group debuting. I'm um along that vein with like a different girl group debuting, like a girl group band that plays the instrument, sort of like um oh uh, what's the um, Wonder Girls like Wonder Girls and then like uh, AOA
2: uh, AOA AOA Black
4: that? yeah AOA Black. Like, that sort of concept, I think the bands are coming back, uh, will, you know, come back. I know there's a, a boy group band that debuted recently, or is about to, and I forgot their name already,
3: but- Extraordinary I, Heroes uh, on JYP? JYP?
4: I think so. And I think there are under JYP, and um, I would love that, because I love- a live bands at concerts. That would be another thing that I would like to enjoy. Who gave that to me this year was Shiny at their Beyond Live and I'm like, we need more of that. I understand the logistics of it is different when you go, you know, to the U.S. venues and this and that the other. You got to bring more people over this, that. So I understand that. Um, but I would just love for more live bands to be at the Idol concerts and they just do that whole set also um mars made me forget what i was about to say i um what was it i would like to i don't know if this is a bold prediction but i would like for more of the u.s companies to just i think i talked with mars about that we, we were just speaking on the phone i was like i would like for more of the u.s companies to have k-pop artists on there to just start sneaking these songs to radio DJs and not have... OK by NCT
6: 127.
4: Yeah, because okay by NCT 127 could be a huge hit on the radio. And I want them to just uh, um, A-Marie it. Just start sneaking it to DJs and let it grow organically from that way. You don't need a big media push and you don't have to go through this. Just start sneaking that music and let the music speak for itself. So I think, you know, I would hope in the ideal world that they will start doing that and we just get K-pop through the radio that way. Um, But yeah, that's it. I, I was actually good today because I love the conversation here. So um I don't really... And also, last thing, Tayman is coming back, baby. And I am not ready for it, baby. He is going to... Re- I don't think he's going to do it in 2022. He's got to get ready, but he is taming. So once he gets out of the bears, he's going to have a comeback the next day because that's how he rolls. But just be ready for the dark lord of K-pop, baby.
0: Let's go. That's great. Uh, I'm going to close that call. Shout out to PD and Mikhail there in the audience who I think shares in your enthusiasm of live bands, but not just live bands. um, Pop punk from uh, Extraordinary. Extraordinary Heroes as well. I think maybe more emo grunge. We might might see more in that direction. So I think I'm going to hazard a guess here. Um, Sayed, I see that you also have a comment. Is it in response to something Judy has to say? Because I'm going to guess DJ John has something to say in response to the radio play point. Sayed, what... what do you, What were
5: you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say to like Hazel's point of like having girl bands. And I remember last year there was a really cool girl band that debuted called Rolling Quartz. And their music was really reminiscent of like Dreamcatcher and like the punk rock um, style. And I feel like people should pay more attention to them and cause they're amazing and they write their own music and they produce their own music and they're an amazing group of people. So yeah, just wanted to give them a shout out.
0: Yeah. They're going to have a live concert soon. So, I mean, 1000% rolling courts. I am a super fan of them. Okay. DJ John, I think you've got something to say in that radio play notion, right?
7: Yeah, exactly. Um, and just response to Judy's, Um, thing about getting k-pop on the radio in america because i am a radio dj on commercial radio here and the way that it works is the labels have to push it to you so the i think one of the big um, things that fandoms don't understand or fandoms in america don't understand k-pop fandoms anyway is that the amount of streaming and the amount of like you know flooding twitter and all of that stuff doesn't hold a candle to one radio spin for a K-pop group. If you put all of those resources toward calling a radio station and requesting twice, because that's my favorite, but requesting whatever, if the radio station actually plays that song even once, the label will notice. And so that's where the groundswell really happens. Um, And I just don't see fandoms really understanding that or embracing that. But that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, and then we've also talked in the past through connections that we've heard that uh, it also helps. I, I, it sounds like a lot of the stations also do a lot of in-house research to figure out what's going to um, get the listener not to change the station, and that that also factors into what makes it onto the cool. like you know must play you know every chart. Yeah, well, say-
7: well I can say something about that because um, it's really you know it's really yeah it's about listenership because if you think about the bottom line of radio, it is it's advertising commercial radio. So what they want is is engagement. They want to keep the listener listening. And to do that, you have to play songs that people want to hear. So the way that that works in terms of that is if people request a certain song, the radio station will take note of that. Not always, because sometimes labels are really pushing other artists and their resources are elsewhere. So even if like number one on the phones is a certain record, the radio station still might not play it. But your best bet is to try to do that.
0: Yep, so kids, uh, make sure you, you, you call on the phone and uh, you make that request. So I added someone from the audience. Uh, uh, Marina, I, I think maybe you, you had something to, to say or, or comment. So go ahead. Or the uh, the icon from a Studio Ghibri film.
2: Spirited
0: Away? Spirited Away, yeah, <laughs> that's right.
6: Oh, hi, hello. I'm hello. A, um... I'm really shy. Um, I I want to see more collaboration, like Lisa from Blackpink and and what's his name? Mac and Gucci Kai. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm really nervous because I don't speak English too much.
0: Well, you're doing great. And I think you're not alone. In those predictions, I'm just looking at everyone else who's tweeting along using the hashtag K-pop chat, and a lot of them share in your predictions there. So so thank you for being brave and coming up to speak. Um, any quick reactions from the speakers?
2: I do want to see more co-ed collaborations because I feel like we had that in the beginning. Well, we had that in the beginning for second gen, and then it sort of slowly died away Um, as K-pop, I guess, blew up again. Uh, But I kind of wish we saw more, you know, both genders kind of coming together, like Bam Bam and Sogi have a song coming out. Taemin and um, Sunmi did that collaboration on Mamas a couple of years ago. We have Card, who's doing the whole co-ed thing and kind of holding it down. But I think we need to see more of that. We need to see people sort of coming out and making, being great you know, as outside of their group on their own solo terms. And then also, like, with these these sort of, like, Troublemaker-esque duets, which would be bananas if we got something like Troublemaker again.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Because not only was it co-ed, but it was like, um, you know, directly playing off of that tension and sexuality between the two, you know, artists on stage, right? So I, I think we could absolutely use more of that that I'll honestly confess that we didn't quite get with Hyundan. Um, okay, so I'll let you go up next, Mars, and then we'll hand it over to um, Coyote Sashimi, I guess, or Lucia. So Go ahead, Mars. Maybe we can get that with um, G dragon and Jenny. Oh yeah, do that. I mean, that, that could be really interesting. We all know it's happening.
2: No, thank you is my only response to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for being the reality tech. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so we'll hand it over to um, uh, Lucia or, or uh, Coyote. Uh, go ahead if you had a question or comment.
1: Ah, uh, so like I feel like the last memorable K-pop album that I like came across was a few years ago. Is that um, was that Velvet Group? What was it? Oh my god, it was the summer album. Jeez, hold on, give me one second. I forget every fucking time.
0: Uh summer magic. No, it was uh
1: it was like the fucking hold on. It was like it's like the best album that I've like come across. Also, I find it kind of odd that it's like like why are we specifically trying to like directly influence like a a specific country's like uh art? I, I feel like that's a little bizarre,
2: you know? um because well, i mean
1: like it's like you know it's it's people at the end of the day and i mean like it seems kind of weird because i mean i don't want to like say too much but this is like this is odd you know <laughs> uh anyways let me find the album real quick hold on
0: yeah and while while you're looking that up i i don't think we need to say that like you know any commercial enterprises trying to appropriate here or directly influence a domestic artistry but I think the way we're looking at this is as a business, you know, like as a commercial enterprise. Um, Okay, go ahead, uh, Mars.
6: I'd like to respond to that. Um, I don't think we're trying to influence what, you know, what's happening in Korea for K-pop. I think just as consumers of K-pop in America, these are things we'd like to see from K-pop. K-pop is a genre, Is a system, it's essentially just, uh, what would I compare it to? I would compare it to what Lisa Sumon said about him being inspired by Motown. It's like a conveyor belt of just them putting these, the music together, the image, and the videos. And at the end of the day, this is just simply entertainment. We're not trying to gentrify K-pop.
2: Um, I like to agree with Mars because we are simply talking about the things that we would like to see that have already been done that we'd like to see again. Um, None of this is really new I don't think and I don't think anybody on the panel has the idea that we are somehow um, all powerful and we're gonna suddenly make all of this stuff happen. Uh, We are consumers but most of all we are fans and we love What they are already doing, and we're just sort of spitballing like with what we'd love to see more of. If things are working for us, if they're not working for us, at the end of the day, we are consumers. We spend money, we spend time, and you know, under this unfortunate capitalistic world that we live in, consumers do sort of control—not well, not really control, but like they decide what they want to spend their money on. So. We're just saying what we would like to see more of. We're happy with everything that we've seen before, and we are happy with what we will get. So I don't know. Um, I don't see how this could be seen as us telling people how to live their lives. Um, I'm not sure where that would be coming from, and I don't think anybody has said anything to that effect at all. So,
0: Yeah, okay, let's let's move along here. Um, So I think it's time to start wrapping things up. Um, is there anything y'all wanted to say in closing? Um, I'll read off a couple of tweets from the audience and then we'll probably end it there. Any last thoughts, reflections on 2022 predictions from the speakers? Okay, well while you're thinking about that, uh, let me just read a few tweets from the audience. Um so uh Michaela tweets, Everyone listen to rolling quartz. They are amazing. Yes, if I could do the rock emoji reaction. Um, that's how you should be responding to that. So 100%, please go check out Rolling Quartz. Again, they've got a concert coming up, I think in just a couple days here. Oh yeah, go ahead, Nat.
2: Oh, I. is this going to be the last chat of the year?
0: So we've got one more chat okay. on Monday. It's going to be something very specific to one group. It'll be on Monster X. The Mumbai bays have come pretty hard. So we're going to have a chat for them um around uh, discussing the english album and uh in the feature film so we'll, we'll discuss that uh, next week with uh, a number of the Mumbai base. um yeah yeah okay, but, uh, okay
2: well i don't know if months X is for everybody so i guess this will kind of be like the last general chat for the year i want to say that these chats have been a lot of fun i have enjoyed myself uh immensely Obviously, not every topic is going to be for everybody. And I think that there's a lot of freedom with what you want to discuss, you want to talk about, and what, you know, you want to, you sort of, you know, babble on about. (laughs) And uh, I wanted to thank you, Peter, for facilitating this and, you know, creating this and bringing us all together, because it has been a good time. And thanks to to all the listeners and everybody who has written in the chat, um, as in the K-pop chat um, hashtag, and, you know, has come up and said what you had to say Uh, we this has not been an easier for a lot of people (laughs) and so uh you got to take the light where you have where you have it and where you can find it and this has been a lot of fun so i just wanted to say that
0: yeah thank you nat um and thank you all um uh, audience members speakers alike um i think just a lot of really great discussions and, and critical thinking that um, you know when when people stereotype and generalize K-pop fans, I think of like crazed hormonal ad- adolescents um, who can only think in terms of hyperbole. And I think we we've shown that that isn't always the case um, through a lot of these chats. And you know, there's nothing wrong with, of course, you know, liking and saying you're your favorite idol, but you know, within healthy reason. Um, and I think that that's a lot of thing that we've we've got from a lot of these discussions this, this past year. Um, and on, on for uh, 2022. So let, let me just read a a couple more tweets here Then maybe we'll, we'll wrap. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Let, let me just mic drop here with with Lauren who, who says, uh, one prediction, more great chats, uh, or talks with with us and K-pop. So I think that's a good prediction. Lauren, you, you're throwing us a softball there. (laughs) So, So thank you, Lauren. Um, and I, I think we'll call it there. So if you haven't already, <clears throat> make sure you're following all the the, uh, the speakers um, from this week's chat. Um, make sure you're following all the other participants um, from uh, this week's conversation. We didn't get a chance to read off all the tweets. There was quite a lot of them. I think there were a lot of really great predictions that I didn't get a chance to read. But I, I agree with a lot of you on, on things that we'll see. Um so again, you can scroll through that hashtag K-pop chat, find some of the tweets and interesting conversations. you can also talk and make new friends. so uh, feel free to engage with those people um and again, you don't have to agree with everything they say, but like you know we're all coming at this because we're we're just having fun you know with with the with the industry and the genre so um any last words any last words from the audience and I'll hang it up here. I
2: Got seven in twenty twenty two
0: Yes, oh that's another one more soloists. You know, a lot of gut aies here in the crowd. Okay, and then uh, again, as we mentioned, uh, next week we'll we'll bring it to Mombe Um We'll have a album discussion and a film discussion. so stay tuned for that next week. Um, and that'll be it for 2021. All right, thanks everyone.
3: Bye, thanks for coming. Thanks Peter. Bye everyone. I can't wait for next week. Bebe!